This is Blake Seven in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by Five to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters and occasionally the not-so-one-offs, who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, but this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the episode first. Hello, Ian. Hello, Eric. (laughs) Right, our listener out there knows that there's been a gap of a week where there hasn't been a new episode. That's Um, correct, yes. Yes, yeah, but pe- I we... think people on Facebook were thinking that we'd fell out or something. Yes, <laughs> or, yes. Yeah, we haven't. No, no, we haven't. No, no. You just went on this little trip to Cygnus Alpha, didn't you? I and, did. Uh... Yes, I, I fell out of the country rather than fell out with you. Um, no, I, I took my. Uh, I, uh, people probably won't know, but it was my fiftieth birthday. So uh, myself and Anne, we went on. Well, I suppose you could call it a trip of a lifetime. Went to New York and Florida, and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. But it did mean that we couldn't record that Sunday. Mm. Well, for two and Sundays, wasn't it? It was two, two Sundays. Sundays. Yeah. This is th- th- this is what I was going to say. I mean, to our listener, there's only been a gap of one week yes. uh, without us talking. But for us, we've actually gone two Sundays. Um, let, let, let's put a little, uh, you know, peek behind the veil of Blake Seven in character. We do our recordings Sunday afternoons, don't we? At three o'clock. We we do, yeah. Three o'clock Sunday. That's tradition. I get kicked off my computer chair by the cat. I'm sat on a creaky stool, which you can probably hear in the background. I thought that was your back, um, seeing as you're now 50. Well, yeah, well, it could be. It could. Perhaps it's me. Perhaps if I get off the stool, it will still happen. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, it's it's a tradition. It's something uh, I certainly look forward to. Uh, I think you look forward to it as well. Mm. We have our little natter about all things Blake Seven. Yeah, and yeah, so I've been bereft. I've had no one to talk yeah. Blake Seven to for two weeks. Um, did you did you try and talk to your missus about it? Oh well, she does like Blake Seven, does but she she, like she she finds it very amusing. Um, you know, uh, her favourites are Avon and Tarrant. Um, but she Tarrant? just finds. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, um, but mm. uh, no, no. It, it it's the macho-ness. That's what she likes about Taryn and Avon. You know, um, yeah. there is going to be an Avon moment in this story that we're going to mention, which is like classic Paul Darrow Avon. And if my wife saw it, she would burst out laughing. She yeah. finds it very entertaining the show, but on many different levels. And one of them is the macho posturing. You know, so. Isn't it? Isn't it weird though that? That Avon's got such a large female following that seemed to to find him uh, attractive, um, but I think Anne's in the same boat as uh, as your missus in that she she likes the character, but she thinks he's a bit of a joke in that mm. he is so macho and over the top. She couldn't see that much difference. It was like a a slight step over the line that Avon could become Jarvik. Oh yes, yeah. Um, mm. So, but yeah, she likes. She thinks the act. Pink Paul Darrow. She thinks is brilliant and and really has uh, a presence. But yeah, she thinks sometimes, especially his uh, barging into rooms and fanning his gun. <laughs> I tell you, the measure of how good Paul Darrow was is that he can have this appeal as Avon, despite yeah. whatever ludicrous outfit of oh, the week yeah. that he's wearing. Yeah, he he can pull off pretty much any outfit. Uh, which is, is is a skill in itself, isn't it? Yes. I mean, there's some bad outfits in this week's episode, but... There certainly but, are. So, I, I, yeah, Avon manages it. Mm. 
All right, well, let's get going then. Um, so, yes, rumours of death. Um, and this, this story, it takes place between Children of Auron and Sarcophagus. So, um, it's this story slap bang in the middle of between quite a, a to me, a, a, a weak story and a decidedly odd one. In between, you've got this massively important, very well done one, don't you think? Um, well, I, I, I think this is where we may, we may disagree f for the perhaps the first time ever. I think this is a monumentally weak story. I always have. I, it's, it's got a huge reputation in fandom. It's always the story that's cited. Um, but I think for reasons which we'll probably go into in more detail, that the central conceit of the episode doesn't work for me. And that just, right. it throws it. I much prefer the 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 b story so like the 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 two federation officers in the control room i think they they've got the best bit of story that's the best acted the most enjoyable the actual anna grant stroke avon storyline i don't believe in for one second there is something that has occurred to me um you know thinking about this story for the podcast that's never occurred to me before and i'll i'll raise that when we reach it in this story okay yeah. but yeah I, I do like the major grenley and forest yes, scenes and yeah and major uh, grenley is going to have his own episode so we're going to avoid yeah. forest and him and also i thought um we've already uh done shrinker yeah um, he was the third part of this so we've discussed quite a bit of, of, of this story already but also i thought today we will ignore um, a lot of what happens up on the Liberator before they go down to Earth and save that for the Major Gren Lee yeah. episode because then we've got a little bit more meat on that one as well, okay? Right. Yeah, all right, okay. So, as I say, we've already featured Shrinker. Um, so we're going to fast forward all the way through the opening of this um, to where Dana says what went wrong. Why is the Earth still controlled by creatures like him? And so this is when we're going to start uh, talking about it because we cut to to the Earth, um, and we've got a bunch of troopers briskly jogging past a stately home. Now we've already discussed this stately home, didn't we? When we were talking we did, about yes. Earth and um, how come so far in the future you've got stately homes, and I think you and I had um, come up with the idea that maybe it's in a dome, isn't it? Maybe in a dome all by itself, this stately home. Yeah, I that that seems to make more sense that this actually is in a dome. It's just in a rich part of the dome. But also we were saying maybe it's a mini dome and all yeah. you've really got is the stately home and the grounds. And yeah. when you see the background, well, that's just like the inside of the dome. You can't go any further. Yeah, because they do, they do sort of make mention that um, they've got through two of their perimeters. And I thought, I wonder if one of the perimeter perimeters is the dome itself. Mm. You know, so they've got into the dome and then they've got past the security. But uh, otherwise, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Or it's a monumental fraud uh, on the population of Earth that they have to live in these domes and they think that the rest of the Earth is toxic. But that doesn't fit with much that we see elsewhere where, again, from se sort of season one time, you get the feeling that not many people travel that you're you're born in this city you live in this city you work in this city you die in this city you don't travel. but then sort of mid-season two season three season four suddenly the every it's a star wars universe where everyone's traveling between planets all the time yeah and we go from avon sort of being never left the earth to 
and Blake never left the earth to where they've they've been flitting about all their lives. And so yeah, yes, it as you say, make then sense that people would live in these domed cities. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we've discussed this before yeah. about, you know, when we get to season four, everyone's like zipping between planets, you know, in, in yeah. like, you know, a couple of hours. Whereas in the very first story and the second story, you have to, um, you know, uh, log flight plans and have yeah. launch and clearance to take and off months and, and months, months of, of travel. travel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. OK, well, we've got these troopers. They jog by. And in the grounds, we've got a guy by the name of Chescu. Uh, who's rehearsing a speech as he walks along with his wife. A question of leadership. The rabble which sought to challenge the established order lacked our inspiration, our unity, our leadership. They are crushed. Earth and the inner planets are once again united. Gentlemen, I give you a toast. Our inspiration, our unity, our leader. President Servalan. What do you think? I think it's crude and obvious. Thank you, Servalan. You asked what I thought. Stupid of me. I should know better by now. If it's any consolation to you, I'm sure Servalan will be delighted. She is, after all, a tasteless megalomaniac. I think it's rather fine. You would, Chesku. A presidential palace. A grotesque anachronism like its owner. We could have built two cities for what it cost to reconstruct that absurdity. You keep talking like that, you'll get us both killed. Yes, what do you men want? I'm afraid they want your security pass and your clothes. The rabble aren't quite as crushed as your speech suggests. Is this some kind of a joke? No, Jesco. This is no kind of a joke. I don't understand. You're my wife. That's all over now. This is this throw this whole storyline sort of throws up issues for me, and it's to discuss it. We're sort of going to have to go a little bit out of order, I suppose. In that, so this is Chescu and his wife. Spoiler is uh, Bartholomew, Anna Grant, whatever you. I don't know whether we actually ever find out her real name, but later on in the episode. Uh, Servalan says that when Avon was caught, uh, she ran back to her husband, Chescu. So Servalan mm. knew that this character is Anna Grant. Chescu, it, it makes no sense. No, well, this is what I, I was alluding to earlier, and, and I'm still going to save it for the moment in the story. But yeah, yeah. I've got major questions about just who this woman is. I yeah. mean, like you say, what is her name? What is her real name? Is her real, real name Anna Grant? Because she has a brother called Del yeah. Grant. So yeah. presumably Anna Grant is her real name. Yes? Uh, well, who knows? You would think so. Or has this been a, a lifetime's worth of, of, uh, of spy work and she was actually implanted as a baby into the Grant family? It, it makes none of this makes any sense and it it strikes me as this is three or four storylines and they've hammered it into one character and it doesn't work um mm. i i don't believe in it for one second any of this other than the fact it was either made up at the last minute or like i say it's too, this is like 
you've got several characters like the the Anna Grant character, the Chescu character, uh, the character that was brother to to um, Del Grant. That they're all different, and they've thought, oh, you know, we can tie all these up into one person. But that, yeah, it it just doesn't work. I don't think. I'm very surprised because, of course, this is a Chris Boucher yeah. story, and usually his stories are strong, you know, great dialogue, great characterization, and they hold up to scrutiny. Yeah. But, yeah, the more you think about Anna Grant and who she is, I've just thought, as you was talking there, um, a, a possible way of explaining a bit of it, in that Del Grant isn't actually the brother of Anna Grant, and that's a false memory because, you know, Blake Seven has a history yeah, of, of implanting true. false memories. That he didn't, he never had a sister called Anna Grant. That yeah. was done to him to back up to Avon that this Anna Grant woman that he's met and fallen in love with is legit. But you almost sort of think if they've got that capability to implant false memories, which they supposedly have because they did, they implanted the memories into the kids of Blake mucking about with them and stuff like that. Uh, Blake had implanted false memories um, so if they've got that capability why are they still faffing about mm. with spies and pretending and get, just bring the people in read their mind because to make a false memory you've got to be able to read what's in there otherwise it's not going to work is it you mm. can't you it's can't suddenly in that, yeah you can't have in that false memory that you're suddenly a woman mm. when for you, you think you're a man and so they have to know everything about it to make it convincing so just read the person's mind they could have just brought avon in shoved him in that machine found out everything they needed to know the entire uh sort of gang and connections of this fraud yeah it it's one of the i mean if you've ever written any anything in detail like this then when you start changing little things it it can massively impact and break other things and this is what this whole thing strikes me as they've for some reason, they've done this to tie it up, and it just creates huge plot holes mm. that that don't need to be there. Mm. Mm. Well, we'll talk some more about that shortly. Um, but at the moment, he's walking along. We don't know any different. I mean, we've we've no. already seen Anna Grant in the shrink a bit, didn't we? Um, you know where Avon would did yeah. do the, do his far, far away look thing, and you you would see yeah. her, and so this, you this know is, it's the yeah. same person. Yeah, but this is something else that doesn't work as a storytelling element. The flashbacks ruin the surprise that this yes. woman is Anna Grant. Why do it? It, I mean, A, the flashbacks are awful. They're so stilted and they, you know, if this is how Avon remembers his, his once in a lifetime romance, then what a strange romance that was. Cause they show no chemistry. They show no, emotion to each other she calls him avon that's his surname it it's it's utter nonsense i mean i think this is this is probably the weakest for me anyway the the weakest chris boucher script mm. it it's it, it smacks of of committee thinking which is normally doesn't is like you say his stuff is normally spawned the dialogue's very good in this yes some lovely yes. one-liners the acting apart from the central character is all good um but yeah it just the the first time i saw it i don't remember it from the first time round so either i didn't see it or it made no impact whatsoever and then during the horizon years now you read about this that this is this is sort of the 
the mythical like in doctor who fandom you've got mythical episodes that almost always don't exist but the elder statesman fans will tell you how this was the best piece of television yeah. ever and then when you finally get to see these ones when they do get found suddenly you go oh ah yeah oh and this is the same for me so when this i first watched it on vhs i was so looking forward to this this was like the this was the tomb of the cybermen for blake seven this was come on and you put it in and you watch it and you get to the end of it and you go oh that was a load of old rubbish <laughs> it, what I don't mind it. Yeah. I, I, no, I think we've got to disagree. I do like this story, yeah. and, and yes, there, there, there are massive questions in it, but I like it. This is one that I listen to the most, um, one of the ones that I listen to the most yeah. on audio, um, especially out of season three. Um, um, I, I really liked it. Um, when we were talking about the flashbacks and Anna Grant, why does she call Avon Avon and not Kerr? Um, there actually is an explanation because when I watched this I watched it uh, two times and once with the audio commentary and Chris Boucher is on there and he actually explains it he said well if if I had her call him Kerr you'd actually have to have a scene explaining to the audience that Kerr is his first name because he's never called it apart from in the very first couple of stories you see so that's why she just calls him Avon well in 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 the shrinker bits, shrinker calls him Kerr Avon. So there's an ideal place for them oh, yeah, to yeah. explain that his name's Kerr. So uh, yeah, that that I I, th- I I understand what what he's saying, and but I think that's lazy. That's not his mm. usual standards. That's lazy. If if you can't organically introduce a way of of doing it, then don't do this whole storyline. You know, don't. It's 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 it just doesn't work. I think the whole the whole reason this has got such a high, uh, high profile and so highly thought of in fandom is purely for the fact that the, the, the I'm dangerously steering towards sexism here, but and I don't mean this, but this is generally what I found that the majority of Blakeson fans, especially during the sort of uh, late eighties, early nineties, were female of a certain age, and there's a great preference for like boo-boo fiction where a main hero will get injured physically or mentally and it leaves them vulnerable and that's a huge part of fan fiction mm-hmm. and i think this is the fan fiction episode where yeah supposedly avon is is most raw and and wounded uh, paul darrow unfortunately plays it as if it's like oh look, he's, he's very much general melchit isn't it how 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 <laughs> oh that's over and done with it's yeah, I, I, I just don't buy it. That's all I'm going to be saying this this whole episode. Is I don't buy it. All right. Okay. Well, <coughs> excuse me. Before we <coughs> get to Avon and everything, we're still um, with Chescu and he's walking along. Yes. Um, I like their outfits, Chescu and mm. and Sula. Um, as a costume, recently, wasn't there? There was. Yes. Um, remember, yeah. As a costume maker. Did you spot that um, uh, they, they, of course, they've got their little natty capes. I quite like that. They don't need capes, but they, for some reason, they got capes. Um, did you notice that their outfits parallel each other? Their buttons are on opposite sides on yes, their chests. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I thought that was quite neat. It's quite nice, but that very much. I mean, certainly when I was growing up, I don't think it's so much now. But when I was growing up, you had a male and female side of fashion. Oh, buttoning up. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I think thought... it's, yeah. Amer- America has the opposite for males and i think the fact that we have now so much american clothing in this country country it's sort of uh destroyed that notion but yeah certainly up up to a certain point i always remember you 
you couldn't put on a you couldn't wear a quotation mark girl quotation marks jacket mm. um because it but it zipped up or buttoned up the wrong way round and mm. you, you would have the mick taken out of you um but yeah it's, it's they're nice they're nice uh they're nice costumes they look yeah. quite nice i like the idea that maybe some thought went into this and this is actually a subliminal thing that you know it's a hint that you know sula is the opposite to this chesco she's a rebel and, and you know that's why the the outfit is the the op- opposite to him you know, but I guess it's not. Um, you, you can read whatever you want into it, can't you? So. Yes, I like his speech. He's, the, yeah. His, his uh, uh, speech is pretty nifty, and he says about how the rebellion is over and crushed, and Earth and the inner planets are once more united. So there's an inference there that the inner planets, and I'm guessing he 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 means Mars, um, um, are is colonised, and at some point, um, you know, had broken away from the Federation. Yeah. The, 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 this this civil war thing that we've talked about before which saw serverland become president um looks like it was um planets against planets almost yeah well again we said there's there's two civil wars in there because they mention in here that um the reason that serverland's back in control is that the when the the old school federation deposed serverland they spent far too much time on vendettas than consolidating their power base and serverland swooped in and took control back so yeah this is this is very much a sort of because serverland's taken control at star one and then they've taken control back sometime between star one and here and then also serverland's then taken control back sometime mm. between that and here yeah so yeah it's a, it's a but nothing nothing seems to have changed on the on the like i suppose that's quite true to life isn't it that the top of the ladder changes but the bottom rungs just get on with their job yeah 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 sula says that the speech is obvious and crude and that servalan is a tasteless megalomaniac and how the building of this stately home uh you could have built two cities with the amount of money that cost that's a bloody expensive building isn't it yeah that that's a government procurement and it someone's overcharged for that or Um, the two cities are really cheap to make maybe a city is just build a dome yeah build build a dome and put a car park in it um i also think it's 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 you couldn't really say serverland hasn't got any taste I think Silverland's got taste, whether you agree with it or not, but she's certainly, she's not bland, is she? No, I don't no. think. Hmm. Um, two guards appear, and it seems yes. that Sula isn't all that she seems, uh, telling Chescu to hand over his clothes and pass, and, and to which Chescu says, uh, you're my wife. Um, that's all over now, and shoots him in the back. Yeah, but, but they, he's been, they've been married, and, and I'm presuming he didn't, he didn't know that she was some sort of spy, so this has all been going on since before episode one. And also, I mean, he's on he's on Serverland's side. He's yeah. Federation through and through. So, and she's a spy, therefore she's Federation as well. Why why is she living why, this pretense? Why doesn't he know? Yeah, yeah, they're both on the same side. So why yeah. is she married? in secret to the well no she's not married in secret but why why is he married to her and she's got this other life that he's not aware of and how does that yeah. work you know bub idea i've got to go away yeah. for for three months uh, what whatever i don't um, yeah yeah again like it strikes me as two characters duct taped together 
yeah, in the script. Yeah. Um, so we're going to fast forward now because this is when we first see Major Grand Lee um, and we've also got Shrinker and Avon talking about Anna Grant. Um, as you say, we see far too much of Anna Grant. Uh, it, the, the, the twist, if that was meant to be a twist, has been completely yeah. blown. I do like, though, that they've actually gone to the trouble, and I hate this about films, I hate this about TV shows, where there is a passage of time and when you see, you know, it's a year later or whatever, the hairstyle is exactly yeah. the same. Always, always, always. And that winds me up. At least they've gone to the effort of when they actually filmed, you know, the, 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 the scenes on Earth. They've cut the actor's hair. So she's actually ha has got longer hair in these flashbacks. And I do like that. Yeah. Do you think they were hoping that people wouldn't think it was the same character? What, because she's got, got longer hair? Haircut. Well, put a wig on her yeah. and change the colour of the hair or something. Yeah. Just think though, if if you cut out these flashbacks, the episode is enhanced because a the flashbacks are terrible; they're really badly acted. They throw up questions, like we said, about why is she, why is she calling him Avon? Why is there no chemistry between them? Um, so cut all that out. You could run this storyline, and then think of the surprise when Avon finally sees her and realizes it's her, because the audience is well ahead of him. Yeah, and, and sometimes that can work, but in this case, I don't think it does work because I think it would have worked yeah. really well. It would oh, have been almost been like an yeah. uh, uh, um, M Night Shyamalan type twist, you know? Yeah, that you never saw coming. Maybe it's a rush coming. job. Maybe well, maybe this mm. is a Chris Boucher. I haven't got much time. I've got a couple of ideas. Yeah. Mix them together. Oh, that's got to do. Maybe that's what yeah. it is. Could be. Could be like two two separate episodes that neither one was working particularly well, and so they've they've thought, well, let's bung them together and and see what comes out of it. Yeah, mm. it doesn't feel up to his normal standards. It doesn't. It doesn't. Well, we go back down to Earth, and Sula is with a rebel who's got this whacking great big bright yellow box on his back. And yeah. he he's crawling towards a security camera with a bright yellow box on his back. I mean, how crap is that camera that it can't see a bright yellow box appearing? Yeah. Unless it's very clever and it, it you know, it can't see the colour yellow and that's the equivalent of an Ooh. invisibility cloak for it. Could be, could be. I love that. I love the box. I mean, again, yeah. analogue, isn't it? Everything's oh, big God, and yeah. chunky. Yep, yep, yep. Um, the box is activated and the rebels advance on the house. Um, uh, we're going to fast forward past Servalan arriving and making her entrance and Major Grenly. We'll cover these in the Major Grenly uh, episode. Uh, to where the troopers are sent out to check on the 40 camera and are ambushed by the rebels. Uh, Sula shoots yet another one in the back and then tells a guy called Ballon to contact the house. Now, he's an odd trooper, this Ballon guy. Um, now I've got a Federation trooper outfit, you know, I'm, I'm, I always focus more on the troopers now. His uh, uh, faceplate has got a silver trim around it. Yeah. Yeah, the, well, we've seen one, we've seen a, like a, an officer with silver trim oh. around the, um, the, the, the acrylic ring haven't we that we've seen mm -hmm. that before that was yeah. but yeah i think this is the first one we've seen where they've put silver around the actual face plate um i mean it looks, why, right. it looks good i quite like the look of it but. yeah but why, why why do you think they did it because you know there are other troopers on location that, that don't have that mm. i'm thinking maybe it was broken or something there was a crack yeah. in it and it's a last minute all oh, put some gaffer tape around it or something yeah could could well be um i mean it might be they just wanted him to stand out i don't 
but yeah you're probably right it probably was just a, a repair mm. that they've done because you never ever probably... see that again do you on no. any other truth in any the of history them, no. of the show never again um ballon tells the house that it was a dead rodent and uh yeah. and, and the rebels get ready for the second phase and that's when later on um ballon tells grenley that they pa passed the councillor 10 minutes ago and that's when grenley uh says we'll go and get them you know because they're overdue their meeting with serverland yeah. squad leader squad leader come in please surveillance this is squad leader have you seen councillor chesco and his wife Yes, sir. We passed him about uh, ten minutes ago. We'll get back to them and remind the councillor that he's late for a meeting with the president. You might tell him that she's not exactly overjoyed about it. Right, sir. At the double squad leader. Out. Perfect. Get to your positions. And good luck. Um, this next bit doesn't make sense to me either, alright? So... You've got all these rebels who are now in the troopers' outfits. They're all lined up with a guy at the front in Chescu's outfit, plus Sula. Yeah. And they start legging it across the field, don't they? Yeah. Um, to make it back. Um, so, And that's fair enough. But um, immediately, followed by the rebels in their, you know, army fatigues, and the alarm goes off. So what was the point of doing this? Why go to the whole point? It, it's like seconds after the camera sees what they think is Chesco and his wife and their escort guard, uh, they, they, they then see the rebels. What, what, what was the point of that? The rebels yeah. are, are seen immediately. They make such an effort to get these uniforms to to make their way in secretly. And like you like say, literally two seconds later, the gaff is blown. Yeah. Because, they do, yeah, it, I, when I was watching it, I thought, I thought, what was the point of all that? Surely yeah. you would get in and then you could, shoot them individually as you're mm. stood behind them as their mate can you? It, you yeah they've just thrown away any advantage they had from having this subterfuge yeah. they might as well have just just legged it towards the house in their own uniforms they yeah. would literally have had about they gained about what five seconds yeah, delay <laughs> and when they get to the house and the firefight breaks out you've got rebels dressed as federation troopers yeah. shooting regular federation troopers but how do you know if that's not your mate or not it all gets a bit confusing yeah, doesn't cause it because we've got also got a mixture of the the non-ringed helmets we and have the helmets and i thought oh, i wonder if the non-ringed but no it's no there seems to be no rhyme or reason to it no no and sula's in the thick of it very princess leia like i yeah. thought the way she's shooting away and running and that she's really good in that bit um uh, the the rebels get in the house. Uh, they shoot Forrest and Grenley. We'll cover that in an upcoming uh, episode. They reach Serverland's office, break the door down, and capture her. Um, she she's defiant because she's Serverland, um, and then gets a slap in the face. Yeah. Break it down. I take it these creatures belong to you. Which we don't see, um, because, you know, this is like, you know, 1980, isn't it? So uh, we can't have that going out at that time of night. Yeah, um, I think the, the BBC had some, some weird rules, didn't they, on what they could and couldn't show. 
Mm. Because later that. on, yeah, I mean, later on when you see Serverland, she's got a massive bruise, yeah. hasn't she, round her neck where someone's tried throttling her, and she's got a black eye or, or, or bruises on her face. Uh, you're left in no doubt that she has been roughed up uh, yeah. by the men. She's had a it's good like kicking, hasn't she? Yeah, we can't see that happening, but we can see the aftermath. It's a bit weird, isn't it? It's a bit, but that was the, I mean, the whole BBFC and the BBC and censorship in uh, the early 80s was was a complete madhouse anyway, wasn't it? So mm. I wonder if they actually filmed it, though. Yeah. Or perhaps right. they filmed it and it was one of those terrible uh, stage slaps that oh, if the be. camera's in slightly the wrong position, you you can see a six-inch gap between. Yes. But that, yeah. might be, that might be more the case, yeah. <laughs> it might very well be. Um, we don't see it. All we get is like this smirk. Yeah on Sula's face when it happens. Right, can can I just stop now? And this is my big question about all this, right? right. And let, uh, let me see if I can try and get my head around it and see if you can help me get my head around it, right? Serverland knows who Sula is. Yes. Yes? She does. She definitely yep. knows. She knows she's Anna Grant. She knows she she's knows Anna she's Grant. Spy. She yep. knows that she's Bartholomew. Yep. Does Serverland know that this rebel attack is going to happen on her house and that Sula's going to be there. I Has Sula told so, her? No. Right. But when that door is kicked in, she goes, there's some rebels, there's Bartholomew. Okay. Does that Servalan at that moment think Bartholomew has switched again and she is now a rebel? I, I, I Well, it's so confused. I, I always read it that Servalan doesn't know. This is, well, this is what, this is one of the problems I've got with the episode, which is Servalan knows that this person is a spy is uh you know a double spy a triple spy mm. not to be trusted so what was serverland's play here because uh chescu was for serverland so what why is 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 anna grant actually is a real persona the wife of chescu mm. and that she was a spy and Chescu knew about it. none of it makes any sort of sense. But I don't. I don't think Servalan would have known because what would be the what would be the plus side for Servalan to to expect this? Because these these are rebels against her. They're not rebels against the previous Federation. No. So I think she 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 couldn't have known. No, because for the longest time, I think when I first saw this story i assumed that this was all some elaborate setup to trap avon but of course it's yeah. not is it no, is no, it it's sure. just it's just one of these spectacular coincidences that as this happens that's yep. at the exactly the same point that avon starts looking for revenge um against this person who killed his woman um yeah, Servalan is there for this big function where she's going to preen and show herself off to her, you know, political elite that I yeah. am the president. And she knows that Chescu's going to be there. She knows that Sula's going to be there because Sula is his yeah. wife and her husband is going to stand up and go give this, you know, this, this fawning speech to the president. So... I'm guessing she is yeah. shocked when that door is kicked down, you've got rebels here, and Sula is there, and she's like, crap, Sula has switched sides. Much like Shrinker says he did, you know, yeah. when it looked like the rebels were winning, he sh he swapped sides, and then when it looked like they were losing, he swapped back. So I'm guessing at this point, Servalan believes that Sula 
is uh, has switched sides, and this isn't yeah. some sort of plan that Servalan and Sula have concocted. No, I don't. I don't think so. Hmm. I think it's a surprise. Like you say, Servalan was just there for the the fawn-in speech uh, to consolidate to show everyone that she's in charge. Um, but yeah, I because what the only other way the only other way it would have benefited Servalan is if if uh, Anna Grant was a double double agent mm. and she knew that she would infiltrate the rebels. And but why? But then Servalan would have alerted her guards that there was going to be a rebel attack. So I, I, I don't, I can't see that being the case. But then that doesn't make any sense because that means if Servalan doesn't know any of this is going on, it means Sula has contacted the rebels without Servalan's knowledge and concocted this plan of you know overthrowing uh, yeah. Servalan, right? If you assume that the Liberator and Avon didn't arrive, what ultimately was going to be the goal for Sula? Because coming up now, she's got this argument in the office with a guy called Hob. She's useful. The men want her killed. Really? Yes, really. The men want her killed now. I'm not deaf, Hob. Just not listening, is that it? I'm not fighting my own men to protect Servalan, or to protect anyone else for that matter. Do you understand me, Sula? Perfectly. You see, I know which side I'm on. Meaning what exactly? Meaning I've never been a member of the senior echelon. I have no problem understanding how the men feel. I've never eaten at Serverland's table. <laughs> I wouldn't let that bother you. I'm sure your exception from the guest list was an oversight rather than a deliberate insult. Don't patronise me, Sula. And stop talking like a fool. Do you seriously imagine I have any personal regard for that woman? Doesn't it occur to you that I might hate her more than any of you precisely because I do know her? So let's cut her throat and be done with it. She is more used to us alive. The men don't think so. The men don't think at all. Maybe not. But they do fight and they do die. And that isn't something that's new to them. Now you're patronizing me. We didn't fight to put you behind that desk, Sula. It was my planning that got us here, Hob. Without me, you and your men would still be skulking around the wastelands. You seem to have forgotten that rather quickly. Did you expect gratitude? I expected to be listened to. Sula, we've won. Not yet. Servalan is the Federation. Kill her and it's over. You're not really that naive, are you? I'm speaking for the others. It's what they believe. And you? What do you believe? I believe we're lost unless we stick together. If killing Servalan is what it takes, then she's more used to us dead. Alive. Servalan can order her forces to disarm. A live Servalan can announce that she's standing down in favour of a people's council which you and the others will lead. A live Servalan can hand over power. Dead, she's just one more corpse. Haven't we got enough of those? We're clearing them away now. It's not what I meant. You think she'll actually do all that? I think she could be persuaded. How? I imagine that between us, we could think of a way. You'd have to persuade the men first. Will you back me? Yes. You've been right so far. Good. Get the men together. We'll talk to them. Where? In the banqueting hall. All right. Well, right. I think Sula wanted 
she wanted to replace Serverland, didn't didn't she? And is that what it saying, is? Sula yeah. wants it, it. It's again. It's it's another one of these backstabbing political yeah. uh, uh, assassinations, if you like. Yeah, because because the other officer says we didn't back you so that you could replace Serverland. Yeah, we want uh, a council of Federation officers until a new president can be appointed via democratic means. Mm. Um, very, very um, uh, Oliver Cromwell like sort of yeah. the, the military takes command and rules by uh, you know uh, sector generals and things like that. But yeah, I I think Sula was wanting to step in and replace, so she's in charge. Why does everyone want to run this awful federation? It can't be a good job. But she wanted to step in and replace Serverland. But then she knew that if she did that. Her men would just turn around and shoot her. Yeah. Um, so what? Is that her, why what she? Her, yeah. Sorry. Is that why she? 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 Because she's trying to keep Servalan alive yeah. in this argument with Hob because the men want her killed. Yes. And she says no. She's useful. She can hand over power. Is that what she's doing? Hand over power to her. To her. That's because how it's I a legitimate. It, yeah. Then isn't it? It's legitimate. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Um, I do like this mention. When Sula is arguing, um, because he says, "Yeah, uh, we didn't, we didn't do all this fighting just to put you behind the desk," and she counters by saying that it was all her idea, and if it wasn't for her, the rebels would still be skulking around the wastelands. Yeah, the wastelands outside the dome. Outside the dome. Yeah. Yes, more confirmation that we're in a dome. Okay, and she says, "All the while, Serverland's alive." she can officially stand down and hand over power. And I'm thinking this is Sula's plan all along, is to actually become the top dog, isn't it? Yes, I think so. She wants yeah. to do be you, the new Serverland. Do you like Hob? What do you think of Hob as a character? Yeah, I think he's all right. He's, I'd have liked to have seen more of him. I think mm. he's, he's another believable Federation officer. Um, yeah, and yeah. I, I, who's I got sort character. Of wonder, yeah, I wonder what would have happened to the the federation had this succeeded so had avon not blundered in would would this have succeeded that the the military would have taken control because we know although the military is horribly heavy-handed they do have a code of honor we've seen it in trial we've seen it mm. up to this point so this would have presumably been a better system than having serverland in charge yes and they were talking that they could then genuinely elect via democracy a, a new president. I don't know who would have had the vote, probably the military. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so how has Avon actually knackered the dream of a democratic federation? Yeah, thanks, by, Avon. By, yeah, well, well done, mate. You know. Yeah. No, I like Hob. I like Hob. I, yeah, I wish we, we, we'd seen a bit more of him. I'm glad he's not an idiot. I, yeah. I would have liked it if he had been an idiot, because then we could have called him a Hobnob. But oh, uh, I only yeah, just yeah. say that so I can get in a stupid joke. Um, so, right, we go up onto the Liberator, and uh, I think we'll start talking about Avon now, because he's just yeah. about to teleport down. And... Um, because he wants to come down and find out from Serverland who Bartholomew is. And yeah. Shrinker's words keep coming in. And I guess from that, you know that something's not right because it's the same lines over again, isn't it? You know, uh, Bartholomew yeah. kept you close and let you run and all this business. And uh, something's not adding up to Avon. You can tell, you know, something's not right. He's suspecting there's something else going on here. And yeah, we do see Anna in his place 
in the um, in his mind's eye, in, in his place in that cell at the very beginning of yeah. the story. The same, it's the same audio, isn't it, with somebody yeah. off off screen sh- uh, screaming no, no. Um, I do like though. I mean, what we were saying about why my wife likes Avon is this whole. You, you know, over-the-top melodramatic thing, and the way he squints his eyes and pulls his gun out just before yeah. Orac says the time will be in one minute, you know, totally unnecessary, uh, totally Avon. The optimum time for teleport will be in precisely one minute and 43 seconds. Good, let's get on with it then. Uh, I'll operate the teleport. A visit to Serverland feels to me rather less than going bald or breaking both legs. I'm going down alone. Not this time. This has nothing to do with you, any of you. That's true. On the other hand, you are something to do with us. We've talked about it and discovered we care what happens to you. Within reason, of course. We're as surprised about it as you are. Not to mention embarrassed. I stand a better chance alone. No, you don't. Are you coming? We'll try not to get in your way. What's the matter, Avon? Are you afraid of witnesses? If you are going at all, now is the optimum time. Put a start. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's a really nice little sequence um, where he's so he's so into that thought process that yeah he pulls his gun. If if Orak uh, hadn't have said and interrupted that, would he have shot someone? <laughs> you know, accidentally shot Tarrant. <laughs> Well, we can dream, can't we? Yeah. The others, except Villa, of course, uh, tell him that they've talked about it and they care about him and they're going with him. And he tries to, you know, say, I'll be better off alone and they're not having it. This is a very different Avon to the Avon that we're going to see in Terminal when they try, you know, convincing him that we're going to come with you. And he's like, you come with me. Anybody who comes with me, I'll kill you. You know, this is a totally different Avon. This is this Avon. He he sort of. I think he's quite happy that they come and help him, but he didn't. He sort of still got scruples that he wasn't going to ask them because he knows this is purely a personal matter. Um, so yeah, really, I think this is really nicely acted and written. And I actually like Tarrant in this scene. Mm. I think so. When they say um, uh, Dana, I think says we care what happens to you, and then Tarrant says. Within reason, and it, I thought that's brilliant. The, you should play this more often, like that, Taron. Yes. There's no, there's no um, uh, sort of over-the-top arrogance on it, and it's like, ah, oh, not here, but in a yeah. couple of minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. In a couple it of minutes. Last. Yeah. It doesn't last at all. <laughs> that's gonna. Yeah. We're gonna swing from one way to the other yeah. uh, this shortly. Is, this is why Taron's such a, a a a character that I can't get my head around. That Stephen Pacey, he obviously can act. Mm. Sometimes he's amazingly good. So he's obviously chosen or been told to play Tarrant in this manner. It's baffling. It's, it is yeah. strange. I, I, I do feel sorry because, yeah, if he had played it like this all the time, I'd have a lot more, yeah. you know, uh, time for Tarrant. But it's, yeah, this bit coming up soon. We'll talk about yes, that in a minute. Yeah. We're nearly there uh, because they, they teleport down uh, to the planet. They find the dead bodies on but the th- way this to the house. This is hilarious as well, isn't it? So they've teleported down. For, for, what they, for all they know, this is a high security. This is residence one, the president's own mm-hmm. personal dwelling. And as soon as uh, Dana sees that dead body, she shouts at the top of her voice, Avon! <laughs> well, brilliant. Well done. Well done, dear. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's that point Tarrant tells Villa to stay awake and sober. So uh, this is um, setting up drunk Villa, aren't we? You know, yes. the alcoholic yeah. Villa. Um, and he says he only drinks to be sociable uh, uh, as he gets his lime juice cordial out yeah. and, and says, cheers, Orac. Nice little moment. Yeah, um, Villa's great again in this episode. He I is. Like and again, he's sensible. He doesn't want yeah. to go down to that planet. No. Why would I go down there? It's dangerous. I'll stay up he, here. Also, he knows that this is an Avon personal matter, and it's going to end in bloodshed for someone. Yep. So, yeah, he's he's very sensible, Villa. Yeah. Now, I've got typed here in bold and underlined, okay, the worst Tarrant moment ever that we've <laughs> discussed so far, because he distracts two guards so the others can knock them out, and then he gives that... Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just horribly smug, rubbish bow thing yeah. it's awful awful I, awful i put tarrant's entrance is hilarious in my notes yeah it's it's amazingly bad it is yeah. terrible 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 we, it's we, definitely going on that little thing oh, we got, got on it. facebook yeah. it, that, and that's I think top of the pile date, yeah up to date that's the the, the most smug and, and embarrassing he's been which is saying something it's shocking it's, it's it is just competition shocking. yeah it, <laughs> the other the other thing in this that's weird is Dana's obviously a Vulcan. Do you know she neck yes, pinches she, someone? she does. What's Where that does about? that come from? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it is awful. I mean, I don't know how you create and generate a GIF, um, but I want a GIF of this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of him bowing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J just to put as a comment on Facebook when somebody yeah. is being a bit smug, just put Tarrant doing that. It's terrible. I would it's... love that as he bowed, if a guard behind him would have shot him up the ass. That would have been brilliant. <laughs> Do you think that was ad-libbed? Do you think that's actually in the script that Tarrant um, does yeah. a, a melodramatic bow thing? No, I think I think that that that's a, an actory thing, isn't it? Oh, he's trying to do like an Errol Flynn, Robin yeah, Hood yeah, type thing. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. That he's he hasn't got the charisma to pull it off though, <laughs> or the talent, or anything. Or the talent. No. Oh, it's truly crap. It really is. Yeah. It really is. It is the worst he's been. Yes, by far. Yeah. All right. Well, they creep in the house. Uh, we can hear Sula and Hob, you know, talking to the men who's somewhere off in a hall somewhere. It, and... Interestingly as well, when they I, they mention, it's around about here, they mention about the house that, that it's a genuinely pre-atomic... Yeah, is it genuinely uh, you, you know, pre-atomic? Yeah. So... So that, again, that's, that that fits in with the the fact that the world's been destroyed. Otherwise, yes. why is it such a surprise? Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're going to fast forward through that. We're going to fast forward through them finding uh, Grenley and go down to the cellar where we've got this very badly beaten up Servland chained to the wall. Odd feeling. Mm -hmm. Place feels old. You suppose this part's original, genuinely pre-atomic? Possibly. Does it matter? Obviously not. Uh, all right, Major, I've got you. Nathan, you really are. Yes, I really am. So shut up and let me do what I came to do. I might have known you were behind all this. You flatter me. Go to hell, Avon. Probably. But I'd like some information first. In exchange for what? A quick death? That is the reward for silence. I've had worse offers. Tell me what I want to know, and I'll get you out of here. Yes? What's the matter with you, sir, Valan? I'm offering to set you free. You're offering to let her go. That's not the same thing. What are you talking about? 
I'm talking about the president of the Terran Federation, ruler of the High Council, lord of the inner and outer worlds, high admiral of the galactic fleets, lord general of the six armies, and defender of the earth. Get to the point. The point is that a few dozen guerrillas walked in, killed her guards, beat her up, and then chained her up. You want to set her free? Convince her that it didn't happen. She's been a prisoner before. <laughs> yes, but in her own palace on earth, in what should be the center of her power. Is that it? Have you finally lost your nerve? Have you murdered your way to the wall of an underground room? It's an old wall, Avon. It waits. I hope you don't die before you reach it. And again, I'm, I'm assuming Servalan is sat there. I mean, in a minute, again, Stephen Pacey is good in a minute mm. when he's talking to Avon about, you know, um, she's chained to a wall in a residential palace, blah, blah, blah. I, I think Taryn is right. She's broken, isn't she? Yeah. She, yeah, she, she thinks... Exactly right. Well, we've, we've jumped over again, Taryn is very good when he's talking to Grenley and pretending to be a Federation officer. I love that. I thought that was really good from Stephen Pacey. But yeah, here, he, he's he got dialogue. I don't know whether it was originally for him because it seems a bit too intelligent for Taron. <laughs> and I'm not... I but don't mean Stephen that Pacey way, delivers but, yeah. it well. He does it oh, yeah, very, he does very it, well. He does it well. And and I think... And again, it's this... I agree with, like, that this episode is liked for this acting bit. So Servalan, uh, Jacqueline Pierce is brilliant as a broken, and you can see she's... This isn't the Servalan we're used to. No. And and when Tarrant's saying it's because this is on uh, her own palace with her own guard of betrayed her, she's, she's broken it. What? How can you come back from this? Luckily, she snaps out of it like that. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, the same way that Avon does. But, uh, yeah, this, this is a really nice bit. I love this bit. Yeah. I, I mean, I, li I used to listen to this bit over and over. When, when Tarrant says that about, and, and Avon, he kneels down, doesn't he? And he grabs around the throat. This is how yeah. Avon should be with Servalan. None, yes. of, this kissing None of this kissing nonsense. Rubbish. Yeah. He grabs around the throat and he says, is that it? Have you been chained to the wall? And, and I, it's beautiful. Jacqueline Pierce. I mean, when she passed, we was talking about our yeah. favorite Jacqueline Pierce moments. And I'd completely forgotten this one about how, uh, Servalan says to Avon, it's an old wall, Avon. Yeah. I, I hope you don't die before you reach it. I love that. I think that's yeah. fantastic. And it shows once again that Servalan, as a character, knows what she is. And she's there's there's she knows exactly that her time is limited um, in this political process. Mm. Uh, it's, it's superb. It's really well... Well, This is Chris Butcher at his best, isn't it? Yes, yeah. I mean, all the flaws we've been talking about, you know, to do with this story, and you, you, you've you got more of a problem with it, I think, than, yeah. than I do, is more than made up for with just this moment. Um, yeah, Stephen well, we... Pacey starting it off and then it going to, um, you know, Paul Darrow and Jacqueline Pierce. I think this is fantastic. We've often said this before, haven't we, that even in the Duffus episode, there's something in there that... Mm. You you can latch onto and go. This is superb. This is good. This this means it's worth me watching, um, and this is one of them. So uh, for all the problems I have with this episode, it is well acted to mm. to a certain extent. I still think the actress playing Anna Grant can't act, but that's a you know that's a personal choice. Um, but all the main cast in this are really good. Yeah. Again, you know you can rely on them. 
Yeah. I mean, this is great. It, it is terrific yeah. stuff. Um, and it's at that point, that's when Anna comes down the stairs and um, Avon and Tarrant, you know, they go off, um, um, you know, and hide. Yeah. And she comes down the stairs. She sees Grenley dead on the floor. Um, and that's when Tarrant comes out and says, you know, hold it. And she stands still. And um, I do like Paul Darrow. When he comes out of hiding by those shelves, it, it, it's the look on his face when he goes... Hello, Anna. That's far enough. Don't. Hello, Anna. Ava. 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 Oh. I was afraid they'd kill you. I heard there was someone with Blake, but I didn't know for sure, and I didn't dare let myself go. Oh, Avon. Why didn't you come back for me? What's the matter? I didn't come back because you were dead. As you can see, I'm not. As I can see. You don't seem very pleased about it. Of course, it's been a long time. I suppose there's someone else. Is that it? Is there someone else, Aiden? No, no, there's no one else. What then? What's wrong? Why don't you touch me? Perhaps because I can't believe that it's you. Have I changed so much? I don't know. Have you, Anna? Not the way I feel for you. Nothing's changed since you left me. There hasn't been one single moment when I wasn't alone. I want you to know that. You must see that. Even look at me. Look at me. Anyone you so much as looked at was marked for connection. How did you get away, Anna, that last day? The day I got myself shot? How did you get away? I waited for you. And when you didn't come back, I ran. Bartholomew was running you. Where to? Where did you run to, Anna? Not your brother. He thinks you're dead. Who hid you, Anna? To my husband. I didn't love him. He knew that. There was only you. But he wanted me, and I was afraid. Bartholomew stayed close and let you run. Close and let you run. Close and let you run. He wasn't Bartholomew, was he? No, he wasn't. Not even Chesco knew who Bartholomew was. But you do, don't you, Avon? Avon! At least that was honest. I knew when you found out you'd kill me. Unless you kill me first. We were well matched, Avon. You weren't even real. Bartholomew, Central Security's best agent. One of your colleagues told me that. Anna Grant. I was only ever Anna Grant with you. All the things I have known myself to be. I never recognized the fool. It wasn't all lies. I let you go. You never did. 
because he, he, he's worked it out, hasn't he? That's his love. Yeah. And he knows. He knows this isn't the Anna that he thought he knew. Yeah, this works so much better than in um, Aftermath when it's like uh, when Serverland surprised him and he's like, oh, I just, whatever the, the least expected thing was, I expected that, yeah. so I'm not surprised. Which was pure cheese. This is, yeah, this is nicely done. You're right. I mean, the actor here who plays, um, you know, um, Sula, she's nowhere on par with Paul Darrow because no. Paul Darrow is conveying with very little in the way of words, but you can tell that he doesn't want that to be Anna Grant because he wants Anna Grant to be the Anna Grant that he remembers. And the fact that she's there, and he's worked it out now, you know, I mean, Serverland says, uh, nobody knew who Bartholomew is, but you do, don't you, Avon? He knows. Yeah. And he's just crestfallen that, you know, this woman that he's always loved and always cherished in his memories is not only still alive, but his enemy and became his lover, his partner, as a, a ploy, she's a spy. She was just yeah. spying on him all along. Yeah, I mean, she she does say that she tries to get out of it by saying that she she actually did fall in love with him. I don't buy that for a second. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's. I think this is. It's really nice because he's he seems to be more upset that his idealized version of Anna is now gone. Yes, is now exactly ruined for him. Than the fact that she's alive or betrayed and went to, yeah it, which is really good because that's pure avon mm. that's that's written by someone that knows avon's character perfectly and at that point i, I jokingly earlier said that you know when paul darrow snaps out of it like melcher but it fits his character almost perfectly in this that at that point he switched off his little circuit that cares about uh, Anna Grant, she's now dead to him. Yeah, properly. Yeah, you know. So yeah, it, it's it's really really clever stuff. Yeah, unfortunately, it is kind of like hampered by um oh, by um yeah. yes, old Lorna there, the actor. Um, she she's can't just not match got the him. chops for it. Yeah. She uh, I, and I do wonder if 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 you'd had an actor like you know one of our favourites from this show that uh, we like so much, um, you know, uh, Pamela Salam, if she had been. Yeah. Anna Grant or, um, you know, Barbara Shelley. Um, oh, you know, yeah, Barbara Shelley would have played it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just don't it think she's... She, she reminds me, in, in my yeah in my notes I put, she reminds me of um, Avalon, and it's the same thing, mm. that there's no gravitas to the performance. There's no weight behind it whatsoever. No, no. It's very Amdram sort of thing. And as as the playing sort of the, the next-door neighbour... Or the next door neighbor's wife, or that. I think she would be fine, but this is such a a heavyweight character, and it's and it just doesn't work. And that's one of the reasons I I don't hold this this no. storyline particularly highly. No, I think um, you're right. Yeah, she would have been fine in the good life or something yeah, like that. Brilliant. Um, um, but no, Leader she of the pony club against. Margot, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's not convincing. Where 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 she says, "Oh, oh, can't you believe it's me?" Or you, you know, "Why don't you hold me?" You know, she, no, it it it's just not working, is it? No. Um, but, but yeah, she she, I mean, is it Callie or Dana? Um, um, 
calls out Avon, and that's when she pulls the gun out, and she's going to kill yeah. Avon. I, I, I presume she is going to kill Avon. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't understand this. I mean, she's going to kill Avon, but if she does that, then the others are going to kill her anyway. Yeah. Um, I guess she's just backed into a corner. Um, another thing about this actor is, you know, Bartholomew, this, you know, double agent, triple agent, quadruple agent, or whatever, you don't get a sense that she's trying to think of a way out of this, you know. Um, She's been stuck in this predicament. Avon's realised who she is. How can she get out of it? All she can do is pull a gun. There's no... The acting doesn't uh, reflect what should be going on, I don't think. Yeah, for someone that is meant to live on their wits and Mm, live on them being able to, at a second's notice, work their way around this, yeah, it... She should have been trying to work in, she should have been reading Avon, working a, a way of, uh, of saying the right thing to him. Or at least try, get some, somehow portray that and then have her realize that there is no way of getting out of this. Mm. And then pull the gun. But yeah, it, it, again, it feels quite rushed, this ending. Perhaps if we yes. had less jogging about in the forest, yeah. the, this could have been done out. I mean, one thing, she does say that she actually loved Avon. Do you buy that? Do you think I do, I do. Yeah. At the end, I do like, that, that. that's the only bit of this yeah. scene that I do like, is when she's dying and, and Avon's cradling her. Again, Paul Darrow is brilliant. Yeah. Um, when, when she said, yeah, no, no, I, I was only ever Anna Grant with you. Um, and um, but I and think that's I let true, you but go. That doesn't, that doesn't mean a lot. You no, know, it doesn't mean a lot after what we've been been discussing. Yeah. But she says, "I was only ever Anna Grant with you. I let you go." And I like, I like the line from Avon about, "Oh, oh no, you never did let me go." I like that. Yeah. And um, and um, you know, Avon's rage comes back then, doesn't he? Because yeah. uh, so that that's when Servalan, you know, she knows that this this potential threat to her you know, uh, 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 supremacy as president has gone. So she's getting her power back. She knows that none of them there will really kill her. Um, Well, I think, yeah, I think Serverland, she's realised that that she's now got a win. She's mm. now got a way of of spinning this situation so that it appears like... Because she could... I imagine she could now say so when this is all over she could say yeah i plan this all the time to yeah uh to work out who was for me and who was against me and now i've got this list so i think yeah she's she's suddenly realized oh there's a way out opportunity and, yeah. yeah opportunity yeah. knocks and she's going yeah. to answer the door um interesting as well in this se- sequence they do because you said earlier about was she actually anna grant and they do mention that her brother thought she was dead Yes, and no one can't counteract that. So, was she Anna Grant? I don't know. Should we put this out to Facebook? You know, who was this woman? Who? Yeah. Who... What What do the listeners think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who 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 is this character? Which one is yeah. the real one? Yeah. Any theories? I'm sure yes. there's probably a whole There's probably a whole fan novel about the backstory mm. of Anna Grant. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Avon's taken his teleport bracelet off hasn't he yes, and that's when villa cocks up he because w- he wants to go out in a, a blaze of glory doesn't he does he, he does yeah. and yeah um villa cocks it up because yeah. you know he he teleports them too early doesn't he and yeah. uh and um, comedy yeah, the, villa mm. comedy villa yeah yeah and uh <coughs> that's when um um you know uh serverland's got the gun on him hasn't she and um and it looks like she is yeah. going to kill him do you think she would have killed him um yeah, I think she would have because that then gives her another 
another prestige mark and an out, doesn't it? That she then says, uh, I set this up. I also set it up to attract uh, the liberated criminal. Crew. Yeah, and, and look, I've killed him. So I think, and I've got the leader. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Servalan... And this is, what again, what Servalan should have been doing. So in a couple of the episodes where she plays up to Avon uh, in a sexual way. I, I understand that because that she does use sexuality as a tool. But mm. the moment that didn't work, she should have then just shot him in the head. Mm. And this is more... I think, yeah, I think she would have killed him. If she yeah. got any sense, she would have done. No, but she doesn't because that's when Hob comes in and yeah. it's it's Hob that gets shot. So bye-bye, Hob. And, yeah. uh, and Avon teleports up. And you, could say over... it was, you could say it was Hob's end. Oh, oh dear, oh, dear. <laughs> All right, but it, it it this ending is very very rushed, isn't it? Because yes, it's super rushed. I, it's super rushed. Avon yeah. teleports up. Um, you know, uh, Villa gives him a corpse reviver. Yes, and uh, and it just ends on Avon saying about uh, the rumours of my death. And is it Taran who interjects? Yeah, who says up, yeah. uh, um, have been greatly exaggerated? And he says, well, slightly. Um, yeah, yeah, it's Taran, I think. But again, this is sort of. This is one where I know we don't like usually the scene, the the end scenes where they all have a chat, whatever. But this could have done with something because, it, like I say, it's it very much like when Melchett thinks that his the love of his life has stepped onto a landmine, and yeah. uh, it's like oh how how how, and then it's okay, what's next? Yeah. And this is very much, and it's like uh, I know Avon's a, meant to be a sociopath, but. We've spent all this time saying he, this is the only person he's ever had feelings for. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. On I'll to the next adventure. Yeah. I'll tell you how it could have finished. It could have finished with a shot of the Liberator leaving orbit and you just have a far off voice from Shrinker saying help or come back or something. Yeah. Something. Just, just needed something as a little coda at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is over very quick. All right. Okay. Well, that's the story out the way. Um, now, this story, Rumours of Death, uh, Paul Darrow, um, this was his favourite episode. I can, I I'm can guessing... see why it would be, yeah. Well, it's an Avon back history story. Yeah. It's Avon-centric, isn't it? So, you know, yeah, the actor bit, will like that. a bit more meat like to that. it than normal. Yeah. Um, a little fact I had not figured out, and it's like, no, that can't be true. And now I checked it, it's like, bloody hell, it is true. Um Aside from uh, a story we haven't uh, covered yet in season three, uh, Death Watch, right? Yeah. Which is hyphenated Death Watch. This is the last ever story not to have a one-word title. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. in the middle of season three, and after yeah. this, there is no more uh, um, uh, titles that are more than one word. Yeah. See, I always, I always thought that was just a season four thing, but. I've seen this started here. Mm. As I say, Death shame. Watch I is quite, hyphenated, I like, but uh, yeah. I like the longer titles. I don't see why. I wonder if it was deliberate. Do you think that was deliberate to make it just snappy? I imagine it must be. I, I doubt it would just be coincidence. Hmm. But I don't hmm. know what the, the thinking was behind it. No, no. All right. Well, Sula stroke Anna Grant stroke Bartholomew stroke whoever uh, was played yeah. by uh, Lorna Hellebron. Okay. Right. Who I only know from this. I can't remember seeing yeah, her in anything else. Okay, uh, I think I have seen her in something else, uh, but I don't remember her in it. Um, and I'm guessing, you know, I guess she just wasn't very memorable. Um, the only interesting fact I've got for her is that she was married to Nicholas Clay. Do you know who Nicholas Clay is? 
uh, was that ah oh, is that um, uh, Rent a Ghost guy or is it the guy from Are You Being Served? You're thinking of Claypole. Nicholas... Oh, Claypole, yeah, Nicholas Clay. <laughs> no, it doesn't ring a bell. No, I think I think you know him. I I I, I think you know something he was in. He was in John Borman's Excalibur, where he played uh, oh. Lancelot. Mm, I probably I would probably know the actor if I saw him, but I don't recognise the name. Okay, well she married him and 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 took his name Lorna Clay. Uh, she retired from acting. Uh, she's now a therapist. Okay, oh. uh, named Lorna Clay. Um, and when she was making that film, I don't know about now, but when she was making Blake Seven, she was tiny. Oh, Gary there, he's got her um, her costume, and it is so yep. small, it's untrue. It is tiny, tiny, tiny. tiny. Though, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and, as I say, she hasn't done much. She's only got a genre tally of four. She's down there with the mutoids, um, and I'm guessing uh, <laughs> maybe that's where she belongs. Um, her, her tally uh, goes like this. Uh, Ace of Wands, okay, yep. and then... Something I guess I have seen her because I have seen this, but not for a long f- uh, time. Uh, the creeping flesh. The, oh, the, is that the 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 Hammer film or? It's it, it's the one with the 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 hand and it starts growing uh, flesh back when it gets water on it. It's yes. a Christopher yeah. Lee one, isn't it? I yeah. think it's Amicus, isn't it? Amicus, so, yeah. Amicus or Tygon. Then then it was here, Blake Seven. Then a TV show that I don't remember, but you do. We mentioned it before. Uh, Drama Rama. Yes. Yeah. So she was Actually, in one she of them. Would fit in that, yeah. Children's ITV. Yeah. Right, right. It's that level. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's it. That's her. As I say, not much to say about her. Um, before we go, it's another shout out time. Okay. Yes. This time to somebody by the name of Mark Jaffa on iTunes. Okay. Um, who gave us a five star review? Thank you, Mark Jaffa. I'm assuming that's his name, Mark Jaffa, or mm. his name's Mark and Jaffa is mm. just a, a a used name. I don't know. Um, maybe he likes tangerines. I don't know. <laughs> um, but he he put a nice comment. Thank you very much, much, Mark. A great podcast. Very in depth breakdown on the characters and the trivia is fantastic. Oh, there you go. Well, I don't know if he was to say that after this this episode because we haven't got much trivia this time, have we? No, no. We, we, you can only find out stuff for people that have actually got trivia out there to find out about. Isn't this it? is very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So that's it. That's this um, 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 episode over. Good to have you back, Ian. This has been good fun again. Yes, it's. We're back into the groove. Hopefully, it wasn't too much of a shock for people to have a a week. Uh, I think you put up the um, the first effect. Yeah, the first speaking, one effectively we, speaking, yeah. where we where, where we spoke, Blake Seven. That was interesting to go back and listen to that. I've, I've not gone back. I should go back and listen to it because that was done. That's almost was the genesis for this show, wasn't it? It was. I think actually yeah. that was giving me the idea that oh yeah. maybe I enjoyed that. Maybe I should do a Blake Seven podcast in some form, and that started me me, me thinking. Yeah. yeah. So it's quite an important. Yes. It's the yeah. pilot. It's the unaired pilot. For there you the go. Show. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Okay. Well. Well. Thank you, anybody who's out there. Thank you, our listener. Uh, join yes. us next time. We're going to uh, season four, where we're going to get all sandy as mm. we talk about. Yeah. <laughs> it had I to think. Be done. Can you? Can you? At the beginning, can you put the clip of uh, of um, from the Star Wars prequels of Anakin saying that he hates sand? Sand. I hate yeah, sand. I'm making only, a note right now. It'll be the only time we we uh, agree with Anakin, probably. This, right, I've just written that down. Right, that's yeah. going on there. Right at the start. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, Commissioner Reeve. 
from from the story sand okay so thank you everybody out there thank you ian no problem thanks everyone for listening glad to have you back looking forward to my sunday afternoons okay so uh, all right thank you everybody thank you ian see you next time thanks then bye (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>